Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to Morning Glory. Uh, sound advice later on with Jack Johns and Benny. What, what have you got this week? He's, uh, what's his 10 to 1? He's doing 10 to 1 musicians that have had two successful bands. Yeah, right. It's a big list there. That's, I, I like that. Last night, I tell you what I, I liked. I liked the Broncos' performance, 32-10 over the Roosters. Phil Gould just came out through the week and said Broncos can't win the comp. I disagree. With each passing month, the Broncos collectively and the individuals are getting better and better, Beak. Oh, mate. They Last night's game was just – I actually thought the score almost flattered the Roosters to a degree. Mm, I yeah. thought they were completely controlled. I thought that – you know, and this is what the Roosters do, and it's not a bad thing. This is rugby league. But the Roosters came out and tried to bully the Broncos, a young forward pack, not much experience, a lot of line speed from the Roosters, a lot of aggression, a lot of stuff on the ground, which is fine. That's rugby league. That's what, it's, what's, what makes the game so great. But the, the Broncos just didn't flinch. They nah. just didn't flinch, didn't bother them. I mean – Payne Hass gets head high. Um, I thought it was direct and forceful, but he gets head high, gets up, plays the ball, yep. goes again. Gets and, on. And I just thought the maturity of not getting caught up in that mm. kind of, you know, when you're getting bullied, you kind of lash out. They didn't. They just stayed yeah. calm and said, stick to the process. Pete, Pete they, and Webby, they looked last night, and we, we said this last month, they're, they're starting to look like those premiership winning Broncos sides of the 90s. Mm-hmm. And when you played those sides, as brilliant as they were, Mate, they hurt you as well. When you got Gordon and Brad Thorne and Lazo mm. charging at you, they could hurt you defensively. And when they'd run the ball, it'd hurt. And there's a lot of that last night. I don't want to give Gus um, any credit that he doesn't deserve. But don't you reckon the way they defended was like, get that up you? Mm. Yes. That's what it felt like. Mm. Like, I mean, just the fact that, that Kevin Walters bid on it so hard in his, in his, uh, yep. in his media conference leading up to the game and, you know, referenced it. And it just like, it was almost like, let's make a point of, with our defence tonight. And mm. I thought they really did, yeah. you know. Um, God, Reese Walsh was flying. Oh. Oh, mama. <laughs> oh, my so God. Good. That kick for Mam's try, Ezra Mam's awesome. try, like that, just the touch she has, that's pretty special. I spoke about this before. Uh, we touched on it last night on the show. There was just a little flash uh, during the game. And I was sort of surprised it wasn't made more of it. I, I haven't seen... Greater acceleration on the ball. He was coming around on a sweep shape off Reynolds, and Reynolds just sort of pulled a defender slightly. Mate, he took a ball, Reese, and just went. Honestly, he went from it's like one of those Teslas. They just go from zero to hundred. <laughs> Bush, and he gets through, gives them inside to Smoothie, and that's where the Smoothie hit the referee. And but it, it was, he's just his uh, acceleration. I, I played with Steve Renoff at Wigan. And you'd throw the ball to Pearl sometimes and you'd think he'd be at top speed and then he'd just go bang and you realise he was just he was operating in second gear. Yeah. Oh, mate, he is so close to greatness, Reese Walsh, in regards to obviously has to keep this form up for a long period of time. But if he could just get those little brain snaps out of his game and just, you know, and that's why Billy Slater is so good for him because Billy Slater will be, you know, the perfect coach to just kind of teach him how to not, not get rid of the emotion, just channel it in the right direction. Yep. When he, when Reese Walsh thinks run first, pass second, he's almost unstoppable. Do you know? Do you know? It's funny. 
because we always look at a, a person's career, a particularly one like Slater's, and we look back and go, my God, it was just flawless all the way through. Nah. In 2006, do you remember Slater got dropped? Yeah. He played for the North Sydney Bears. I remember they yeah. played a game against the Tigers and he lashed out at Chris Hyington and sort of, you know, that's what's the right. word they call it? Pig rooting, you know, just the old <laughs> kick out the back. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Patty, anyway he, uh, he kicked out the back and got suspended. And Belliac was so filthy, he said, no, you've got to come back through, got to come through back reserve grade through, through the uh, New South Wales Cup, might have been there, but he played for the North Sydney Bears. But developed, Billy developed himself to the extent that I can't remember a player over such a con- long consistency, long, long period of time that was so brilliant yet so consistent at the same time. Consistently brilliant, very few errors. You know what I like about Walsh? I always find this fascinating where how some players come out of origin and it kicks them to another level. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. like a, I reckon like he's an obvious one. Brabham best, one game. had a, yep. had, He's like in great form since he's come out of it. Mate, but Whereas like, some players yeah. can't handle it. Like they just, you know, it's, they, they, they fade away in the second half of well, the Blake's season. Like, yeah, I remember Chief getting picked for State of Origin in 1992 for the first time. He came back a completely different player. Mm. Uh, Paul McGregor was picked... After not many, not that many first grade games, as a mature player coming out of Dapto, Gus picks him. Suddenly, he becomes a star. Oh, so, uh, another bloke I want to speak about, or two. I, I really think Ezra Mare makes me think of the nineties <sighs> Broncos side. Yeah. Just yeah. that, just that player on anything, attack from anywhere. But also, I want to talk about Paddy Carrigan. If he oh, yeah. is seriously, if you said he's the best forward in the game, I wouldn't put it this way. If someone asked me who would I pay more, Payne Haas or Paddy Carrigan, I don't know what the answer is. That is how good Paddy Carrigan is. And they've put him on an edge for a, a few weeks now. Yeah. And I actually think it's really shored up the Broncos' defence on the edge. There was yeah. a few errors, a, a, a bit there where their edges were very brittle. And I think Paddy Carrigan on the edge is really good because not only can he damage the, the ball, um, the half on the opposite team, but also he can come in and take the carries if he wants Mate, to. I tell you, Beak, we said on the show last night, I said the, the amazing – Carrigan and Haas might finish the career as the best one-two yardage combination the game 100%. has ever seen. And the thing about it is, is that those two blokes, at a pinch, if you had to, they could play in the centres. Yeah, they could yeah. hold. They could <laughs> hold they really could. up their defensive duties. Yep. Yep. Playing in the centres wouldn't be a question. Talking about centres, Katoni oh. Stags last night. Mm. He is. Just, what about the power he packs? I, and I just think that he's just rounded out his game so well because there was a, you know, how often have you seen players come in and. They kind of get cursed by they play two incredible games and then they go quiet for four games and then two incredible games. I actually think we don't see those crazy games from Stags as much anymore, but what we do see is eight to nine out of ten pretty much every week now. And I just think that that is putting him in good stead for an unbelievable career. What a a shift it has been for Adam Reynolds, Mm. someone who was – Brilliant at, at South Sydney, but was always a little bit in the shadows of some other guys who, who were flashy, like Cody and, and it was going to be the case with Latrell and so on and so forth. But to go to the Broncos, who big pack of forwards that all they needed was a steering wheel. What a player he's that that combination, he and Walsh is probably at the moment well, at the moment it's the best in the game. It's been the best thing for Adam Reynolds, hasn't it? Yeah. Like I mean, everyone thought it was the not everyone, but the, there was plenty of people who thought it was the wrong Move from South to, to edge him out by just offering a one-year deal. But I reckon Renault now would be, you know, oh. I spoke to him during the week for a piece I'm running tomorrow on older halfbacks in the competition. And 
just, he just says, he said to me, he just, it's a little bit like Cameron Smith. Like the older he got, the more he understood the game, mm. the more he just took the right option every single time. And that mm. seems to be Reynolds. Yeah. Well, he just doesn't make the, he doesn't make the wrong you decision. Get, we get there in the halves, right? And when you first start playing for, uh, first grade, your eyes are rolling in the back of your head. Things mm. are happening so quickly and you try to push people in the shape. Well, Hindy said last night, and it's a legitimate question because Hindy was that incredible work workhorse. He said, was playing in the halves tiring? I said, uh, it was uh, mentally fatiguing. Mm. Mm. And trying to get up under fatigue, trying to push guys into shape, particularly when you're a young half. You're playing against you – know, I'm playing alongside Mark Sargent and, and Paul Harrigan, who are seasoned in nationals, you know, Australian players, origin players, and you're trying to tell them what to do. And as much as they say, come on, that's your job, just go, it's hard to do. Mm. And this is why playmakers – playmakers get better with age. Uh, the thing that is different now compared to the 90s is the fact that sports science is so good that we are now seeing players into their 30s or Daly Sherry Evans into his mid-30s that has still got his legs. Mm. Yeah. That hasn't maybe lost a metre, but that's about it. Yeah, well, in origin, he didn't. He caught Stephen Crichton, but we won't yeah. talk about that. Um, <laughs> no, mate, well, there might be some other propaganda, <laughs> mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, enough of, your, enough of your, propag- your Broncos propaganda. <laughs> I tell you what, Roosters going good. Oh, man. Ooh. Well, that's the other side of the aren't they? Uh, that's, well, that's it. I mean, if they win every single game from here on, but you just it, – it's that all season the football hasn't been there. You know what I liken it to? Closest thing I reckon was the 2018 Cowboys, where in 2017 That's right. they lost Thurston and Morgan took the reins, took them all the way to the grand final, and everyone, and then Thurston came back in 2018. They went right. They're the, they're the favourites. They'll win the comp, and they they come second or third last. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I thought Trent Robinson's uh, press conference after the game was telling. He said, he said in attack they never looked like scoring for long periods. Now that's a pretty damning thing for your coach to say, like just, I mean, well, what, what, what has happened to the Roosters' well, attack? They just don't have anything. Well, Webby, at the start of the year, Sam Walker was dropped, okay? Mm. He deemed that he wasn't playing well enough. Now all the stuff in the paper is, you know, he could be the white knight that returns and rescue their season. <laughs> well, he, it looks as though he won't return. He's got the sprained ACL. But you know how quickly that turned? Oh, mate. Yeah. The Roosters... The really, uh, I guess, can, alarming thing for the Roosters is they really, and this is no disrespect and not trying to be condescending, but they really did have a crack. Like, yes, it, they it, did. They dominated yeah. field position. They dominated the game for the first twenty minutes, and they look up at the scoreboard and it's fourteen nil. And so that's that's the really concerning thing with the Roosters that even though they were dominating the game, they just couldn't score points. I think on their edges, um, they just don't have as much punch as yesteryear. They don't really look. Um, you know, for example, you look at the Paddy Carrigan try. He just punched a brilliant hole, and it's yep. just hard running. And the, the Roosters run hard, but I just don't think they have that no. explosiveness that other teams have on they the team. Jo- Joey Manu. Don't yeah. you reckon they just seem it's, slow? It looked very laboured yeah. last night. Uh, Joey Manu, like Joey just could, he could not get into the game mm. at all. Yeah, mm. It's funny. So Robinson also said, like they asked about, oh, do you reckon you can still make the final? He said, look, I've got a longer-term view, which says to me, there's a big clean-out coming. Yeah, well. There's been rumblings about that at the Roosters for a while. I know they get Spencer Linu and, and Dom yeah. Young next year, which will help, but mm. I reckon well, there'll they've... be a lot of people, a lot of players tapped on the shoulder. Robbo has been there before. Remember, they had a disastrous year. One 16. season, then the next year they bounced back. And... Yeah, 2016. Yeah. And, yeah. and the yarn that I heard that he actually went to the board and said, look, I just need a year, you know, have faith in me. He went and changed a few things, came back, and then he went seven or 18, 19. 
I've done. I'm going to the Knights in 2000 and said, guys, all I need is a decade. <laughs> and I was, Just give me a decade and I can find my best football <laughs> and end up in England. Uh, <laughs> we're going to take a break. After the break, Gibbo steps up to the plate and we find out what the young people are saying.